Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. Hello, beautiful soul. My name is James Zander. Before we begin this episode, I invite you to download my free Mushroom Trip Checklist. This is a free PDF guide that dives into everything you need to know for your next psychedelic trip, what to do before your trip, during your trip, and after your psychedelic journey. Head over to mushroomchecklist.com to download it for free or use the link in the show notes. And now, enjoy this episode. When you trip on shrooms, you're looking at your life from a zoomed out perspective. When you're in depression, you're kind of myopic. You can only see the past. You can only see your regrets. You can only see all the things you should have done, all the things you did wrong, all the things that you blame yourself for. And the shrooms very lovingly, very gently, sometimes not gently, they come in and they they show you your life from a different perspective. It's such a powerful experience, just one trip, to have your perspective shifted, to have your consciousness shifted. You're still you, you're still James, you're still Asmad, but you're operating from an entirely different level of perception, and that changes you forever. And so in the midst of my depression, taking shrooms, realizing that I'm more than this situation, I'm more than this failure that I experienced. I'm more than this moment in life where I feel so stuck and so alone and so depressed. And then over multiple trips, it actually started rewiring my brain and started showing me that there was more to life. Welcome to the Osmod James Zander Show. We're having a cross collaboration. My guest today is the one and only James Zander. If you don't know James, you will by the end of this episode, but just to give you a, a preview of what's in store for our listeners today, James is a avid explorer. He's a all things personal growth, all things exploration, freedom. He's really gotten into psychedelics over the past few years where his goal is to get a billion people to try it, which is ambitious and yet 
world changing at the same time. And in this conversation today, we're going to get James' perspective on, you know, kind of how his journey, how he got started into it. Why is he so passionate about it? What's, why do this at all? Why, why not do this? You know, just get his personal perspective on why he thinks it's so important that he wants to get a billion people to try it. So I'm going to just pause and say, hey, James, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, no, same here. Looking forward to this. So, you know, I'm going to, I gave you a brief introduction, but, you know, I'm going to let you, it's always a question people ask, like, tell me about you. Like, you know, I'm curious, like, if someone asked you, said, hey, James, tell me, what are you doing these days? Or how, what do you do? Like, how do you approach that question? Yeah, so I run a podcast called The James Zander Trip, which is where I interview guests about psychedelics and spirituality. And the purpose of my podcast is to connect them deeper to their soul, to connect the listener deeper to their soul. And then on top of that, I run a YouTube channel all around psychedelics. And the goal is to educate people about how to intentionally do trips, how to safely do trips, and inspire those who are seeking more information around psychedelics on how they can do them. And then there's the mission, the 1 billion humans mission. On my podcast and YouTube channel, they all tie into the mission. And the mission is let's get a billion people on the planet to take shrooms on the same day and watch what happens to the planet's frequency. And, and also let's get a billion people educated about shrooms. Let's get a billion people educated about the power of the plant medicines. Because I think if we have a one in eight people actively, intentionally using these plants, it would be a completely different world. Ah, yeah, that definitely sounds a brave, a brave new world. I, I can, it'd be interesting to imagine if that was actually uh, could happen. But yeah, this sounds really interesting. So I'd be curious, like, what do you feel are some of the positive impacts of doing true? Like, why should anybody do it? Who should do it? And like, maybe who shouldn't do it? Like, how you know, if I'm talking to like the average show, but I'm just curious, like, how would you answer to somebody who's like, yeah, why should I do this? Why, why, what's the, what's, what's on the other side of doing this? How would you begin to even answer that question? Cause that, that's a, a loaded question, but like, how would you get someone even intrigued enough to like, Hey, consider this? Yes. I mean, first of all, I should say, I believe that people should only do them if they feel called to do them. So I think that's important. So do not allow anyone to pressure you to do these plants. It's only if you feel an innate curiosity about them. But in general, the reason why one should do mushrooms or psychedelics in general is if they want an extra perspective into their life. So if you're, if you're someone who likes to do inner work and personal growth work, and you like to examine your mind and you like to improve the way you do things, you like to improve your character, your life, psychedelics are like the supercharger for that because they will show you the truth about you and the truth about your life that maybe you don't want to see or maybe you haven't been paying attention to it they will show you all the aspects of yourself that you can improve and they will also give you the solutions and the ideas and the homework to execute on that vision so first they'll show you all the bs all the parts of you you don't want to see then they'll show you the vision, the the who you could become, and then give you the homework of this is what you need to do to become the next greatest version of yourself. So I guess to answer your question, the reason why someone might want to do shrooms is if they want to step into the next greater version of themselves 
and they want to speed that process up. They want to reach the evolution of their next self. I think these are amazing tools for doing that inner work and for seeing the outer results of that. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Like, uh, so it's a way to accelerate the journey as opposed to taking something, I don't know. Well, I guess I'd be curious, like, could you share any examples from your own personal life? Like how, what's been your experience? How many times have you done it? Like rock ballpark? Yeah. You know, I've lost count of how many shrooms. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That's a hint in itself, I guess. Yeah. I, I should have kept a tally because that would have been interesting. I would say probably around 30 to 50 trips at this okay. point. Okay, so uh, not enough, but definitely above like a handful of parties where randomly people do it. Yeah, and I've done most of my trips, I would say 99% of them have been very intentional. They've been They've been done with love and with a certain learning, like I want to learn something out of it. I think the intention counts a lot. By the way, just to circle back to what you said earlier, why would someone want to do it? I think another reason, and this was true for me, was the curiosity. If you're someone who's curious about the true nature of reality, you know there's a little more to reality than meets the eye, and you want to see, like, what is this place? Is this a simulation? Is this a video game? Is this a dream of my consciousness? I think they're amazing tools for exploring reality. So maybe you think you've already reached the peak evolution. You don't need any more work, but you're just curious to know what's behind the veil. I think that would be an amazing, amazing tool. And the way that it's shown up for me in my life, your question was like, how how has it evolved me? Well, I'd be curious if you had to like, you know, create like a, yeah, I mean, take this question how whichever direction you want to do, but I think it'd be interesting for the listeners to kind of like hear about, here are some key insights where you had it. I'd be curious to know like where you were kind of before and after, like here's where I was, here's why I was drawn to this, and here's kind of how it unfolded and in whichever way it makes sense here. So I'll leave that super broad, but I'd be curious to hear how your experience of using them and how what impact have you seen in your life? Yeah. Before shrooms, I was, I was going through a depression and I had lost a business that was very important to me. And I then proceeded to lose my entire net worth. So it was like, you know, the shock of losing the business, the shock of losing my money. I felt like completely lost and it sent me into a depression and shrooms were one of the things, maybe one of the most important things that slowly but surely took me out of it. And the way they did it is that when you trip on shrooms, you're looking at your life from a zoomed out perspective. So when you're in depression, you're kind of myopic. You can only see the past. You can only see your regrets. You can only see all the things you should have done, all the things you did wrong, all the things that you blame yourself for. And the shrooms very lovingly, very gently, sometimes not gently, they come in and they they show you your life from a different perspective. It's like almost like you get a zoomed out Google Maps view and you're like, oh, I'm in this maze and I feel stuck, but now I can see the whole maze and I can see the light at the end of the maze and I can maybe find my way out of it. And it's such a powerful experience, just one trip, to have your perspective shifted to have your consciousness shifted you're still you you're still james you're still osmod but 
you're operating from an entirely different level of perception and that changes you forever. And so in the midst of my depression, taking shrooms, realizing that I'm more than this situation, I'm more than this failure that I experienced. I'm more than this moment in life where I feel so stuck and so alone and so depressed. And then over multiple trips, it actually started rewiring my brain and started showing me that there was more to life. And then the homework that I was talking about, it started showing me visions of what my life could be and inspiring me of what I could do. Like it inspired me to come to Bali, you know, like I literally tripping on shrooms in Vancouver, Canada. And I distinctly heard the message, maybe not vocally, but I, I got the download of you need to go to Bali. You need to go to Bali. And I'm like, and I kind of knew I I was done with Canada for a bit. Like I, I had learned what I needed to learn in Vancouver and I knew it was time to go. And it was just amazing for the shrooms to give me this exact location. You need to be in Bali. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll go there. And Bali was completely closed to the world at the time. So I first went to Mexico, which was really fortunate because in Mexico, I did ayahuasca for the first time. And then I did ayahuasca. I had my journey with Mother Aya and <laughs> Bali opened up and I was ready to go to Bali because I had gotten all the homework from Mother Aya. So, you know, life works in such beautiful divine timing. Sometimes the things we think that are not working out, they're actually all part of the plan. And when you look back at your life, you're like, wow, if, if this thing didn't lead to this thing and this thing, and it's like everything just, you see the breadcrumbs of reality. Gotcha. No, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like how drastically would you say you are from when you now from that baby who was just like, and how long ago was this? Like, when did you get started? So my first experience with psychedelics was 2019. So that would be four years. So right before the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good year of non-pandemic tripping. Uh, so yeah, 2019, four years ago, how different am I? Well, for one thing, and I know you know this, I did not want to be on camera at all, ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and look what I what happened. What happened in four years? It was I the shirt. I always see you now. Like, I see you all the time. Like, oh my God, on my YouTube feed, everywhere. Like, so, so you look at that and you knew me from before, you know me now, and you're like, how does that happen? Part of it is working on oneself, but then... What does that mean? And, and I feel like a big part of it was the shrooms allowing me to be seen. The shrooms working on my self-love, working on my fears. That's the other thing shrooms are so good at is they dissolve your fears around something. So probably four years ago, the reason I didn't want to be on camera was I was afraid of being seen. I was, af I, I was insecure about this or that. And then the shrooms, slowly but surely, they bring you back to love. They bring you back to a grounded centeredness. You find your center line. And from that center line, it's so easy to do things because now you're not afraid. So I would say maybe one of the biggest gifts of the shrooms is how they've dissolved my fears around life, around being seen, around death. Like the the effects are extraordinary. And I and I feel that is true for I talk to other people who do shrooms and Almost every single person tells me the same thing, like how much just one trip impacts them and 
dissolves fears, dissolves blocks, makes them makes them step into their most authentic self. I think this is one of the key things for me as well is I feel so much more me right now mm. than I did back then. Because we all put on these masks and these layers to protect ourselves. And what the shrooms so cleverly do, they don't tell you this when you start doing them, but they slowly take off all the masks. And before you know it, you're wearing very little masks or hopefully no mask or allowing the world to see you as you are. And that is priceless. Wow. No, that sounds amazing to hear kind of how your path has been on this. I, I want to dig a little bit on, you talk about like homeworks, right? And like things that you were doing. So, so I have like, I guess two questions. One, I guess I'm trying to think like, what are some examples of maybe homeworks you've done or is it like, is it the same homework every time or like, is it been differently on each separate one? And I think maybe related to that would be, you know, when you talk about like, I'm curious, like, how does the fear dissolve and change? As I say this in an ominous look, how does fear dissolve uh, <laughs> and change? But yeah, because I'm trying to think, is it during that state that you are able to do it? Like what happens, like, I guess, like, I don't know, three weeks later, is the fear still as strong or or you, the homework assignments are helping with it? Like, I guess, yeah, I'd be curious, like, how are you tackling them after the, the induced state is gone? Like, okay, now what do I do? Like, I'll, like, let's say you did one in January and that's like February. Is Are there still like, lingering effects of that state feeling or is it more like you need either a boost up or something like that because that's kind of the thing i think about like oh like how frequently should this be done is it a once a month thing or do you still need the lessons from the previous one fears in general like okay so there's a fear i've identified it is it the same way i tackle all the fears or is it like this thing so yeah there's a lot of questions there but i wanted to just like try to get like what happens after the the blissful state is caught I guess like what stays after that to continue working on it. Cause I don't want to paint the image of like, Hey, yeah, you do this and then problems are solved. Like I'd love to hear like how you recommend people should have exactly. coaches. And then what's, what's, what's maybe like unrealistic explanation. Hey, this is not going to happen. So don't expect this, but this is what you should probably do. <laughs> There's a lot of questions in there. So feel whichever one uh, pulls at you. I love it. I took some notes. So unrealistic expectations. I recommend anyone going into any trip to have, no expectations. This is the best spot to be in. Like no attachments, no expectation of enlightenment, nothing. As it like maybe you're not even gonna see any cool colors. Literally go into being like, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Maybe nothing will happen. Let's find out. This will actually give you the best result. Because sometimes people go into a mushroom trip and they go, Oh, I didn't see the 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 DMT entities. I didn't see the aliens. Where are the aliens? What's happening? And you're just approaching it from a, not a curious, uh, you're approaching it from a scarcity place in that sense. So I feel like anyone doing a trip, go into it with the explorer's mindset. Like when you go to a new country and you don't know what the food is like. I mean, you have some ideas, maybe people have told you it's nice to go here, go there, but you're open to the new. So be open to the new. Now you mentioned how does the fear dissolve? And you mentioned homework. And I think it's so great that you linked those two together because they go hand in hand. So the way the fear dissolves, in my experience, is on the shroom trip, you get access to your highest self, your most loving self, your most confident self, your most in touch with yourself, 
itself. And it gives you a reference point. It's like a little north star, like a lighthouse beaming at you. And in the state, like you said, you feel amazing. You feel like you can do anything. You feel like all your problems are solved sometimes. But then you come back down to planet Earth. And this is normal, by the way. I just want everyone who who is going to do trips uh, to know this, that, yeah, it's totally normal. You're going to lose that state. You're not going to stay in nirvana forever. But the good thing is now you have a reference point. You've seen your highest, most in alignment self. And the homework, the lesson that you got out of it, that's what integrates it into your day-to-day -day life. So let's mm -hmm. say, for example, you did a shroom trip. You realized in your most in love state, you realized, oh, I need to be kinder to people or I need to, I need to be more patient with people. That's the homework. So when you come back to planet Earth, when you have a grumpy day, when it's hard, that is where you start practicing being patient. That's where you start practicing being kind. Or like in my example, let's say, let's say the shroom said, you know, you need to put yourself out there. You need to be on camera you need to tackle these fears. In the shroom trip, I feel this conviction like, oh, I can do this. When you come back down to Earth, you might go, oh, man, I'm still afraid of posting that YouTube video. What are my friends going to think? That's the homework. Do it, do, do it from the place, remembering from that higher place that your higher self already gave you the support. And you've lost touch with him because you're not in the shroom trip, but it's like you have the voicemail. You know, it's like you're no longer on the call with your higher self, but you got the voicemail, you got the notes, you got, you got the little pieces of it. So follow those little pieces. And that's how you slowly dissolve the fears by following the homework. And over time, you do see a huge difference. It might not happen with one trip. So you said, when do you do the next trip? It's when you need another tune-up. So let's say you've done the homework and... Now you need a little bit, another pep talk. You need another little bit of encouragement. Maybe you've really lost touch with that higher self. Like you, you, something bad happened and you need another realignment. It's like going to a chiropractor, right? It's like, I need a new tune up. And that's when you do the, the shrooms again and you go into it and you say, okay, I need more help. I've been trying. I've been failing. I've been falling flat on my face. Please give me some more guidance. And they will. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I think it's, it's great to hear kind of like, like, you know, the way you described the, the nirvana of it and then mm -hmm. like the slowly coming back to reality and how the homework is like, like the voicemail, like, hey, you know what to do and then just go do it. Like, do you like, in terms of like the action steps you're taking, is that something you have clarity on in the state or is it more like, you're like, okay, here's where I want to go. I need to be present. And then now that you come back, okay, now I need to create a roadmap to get there. Like, what was that process like that? Did you like, okay, here are the steps I've identified. I need to be more present. And here's where I'll slowly build up. Like, how, how did you approach that? I get a lot of specific action steps from the shrooms. Like, they will literally tell me things to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. and I feel like the coach you have, like... <laughs> Yes. Well, I feel like, okay, I feel like it's a combination of my consciousness, my intelligence, and the shroom intelligence. You know how these days it's chat GPT, right? Or whatever. So you're using chat GPT, but you're also kind of tweaking things on your own. You're making sure that it doesn't fuck up. You're like you're taking your intelligence and using it on chat GPT. 
you're, you need the right prompt, right? So I feel like when mm -hmm. you do it, you are the prompt, the mushrooms are chat GPT, and they're giving you feedback and they, uh, that and combine it and go, okay. And, and they do really give me specifics. So I'm trying to think of an example, like Bali was an amazing example. So here's a great, great example because my friend Sky and his partner, they were living in Bali for a year and a half. And they were telling me how beautiful it was. And I was happy in Vancouver at the time. I was like, okay, cool, like amazing. But it didn't inspire me at all to go to Bali because I was on my own journey in Vancouver. And then I do the shrooms. And the shrooms, probably because they can, you know, read my energy, they know that I've been talking to friends about Bali. They take that information and they combine it with their own intelligence. And then they say, you need to go to Bali. So it's like, it's a combination of my knowledge and a combination of their intelligence. Maybe if I was talking to friends and they were living in Costa Rica, maybe the shrooms would then say, you need to go to Costa Rica. So, but, but some part of it is not you. This is what I feel is so special is it's not like you just talking to yourself. There, it, there does seem to be this extra layer of intelligence that's coming from the plants and they see a broader map. I'm sure you felt this on some trips of your own of like, they, they see the whole perspective that you don't usually get access to. And so they know if James goes to Bali, he's going to learn some epic lessons and they will tell you that, but you don't always get the reason why you often get just the action step. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another, another great example of action steps. I mean the podcast. Okay. So I'd always kind of wanted to do the podcast. But then on my ayahuasca trip, I had massive downloads on how powerful this podcast could be. That if I was to truly commit to it and be serious about it, how many lives I could influence, how many people I could help inspire to try psychedelics, to help themselves, to connect deeper with their heart. And I, th I think I even started making lists of like my dream guests and like, and also like people in my life that I wanted to interview. So like my, my friend Jacob was coming to Bali and I was like, oh, he has, he's got to be my first guest. Cause it was like such an alignment of like, he was on his own plant medicine journeys. And so I feel like, again, the shrooms will take your life and they'll apply their chat GPT intelligence and they'll output the best possible scenarios. And then another question you asked was, is it the same lessons? And I wanted to answer that. Yes. If you don't do the homework, you will get the same lesson again. Because when I got the Bali message in Vancouver, I ignored it for like three months, but it kept coming up. And every time I would trip, the shrooms were like, dude, you got to go to Bali, like enough. <laughs> and so when you hear the same message three times, four times, you're like, maybe there is some, maybe I'm going to look up flight tickets. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll look up like some images on Google images and see what it looks like. <laughs> like maybe I'll talk to my friend Sky and ask him, this is actually what happened. I started calling my friend who was living and I was like, okay, tell me about this. Now I'm interested. Like, what is the vibe like? And then he painted this vision for me of how his life was there. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need because I needed more digital nomads in my life. I needed more entrepreneurs. I needed ocean. I needed good weather. And I needed ease of life, like this convenience factor that would allow me to grow and work on myself. And Bali fit all of those checkboxes. Great people, great weather, 
and amazing convenience. Like the lifestyle you can live here is like nothing like America or Canada. So, so yeah, once I heard that, this is the other thing is like the logic, your logic kicks in and it like check marks. It's like, oh, the shrooms made sense. My intuition says yes. And my logic says yes. And then, you know, it's a good piece of advice. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, there was no roadblocks there. So that sounds like, it's great to kind of see like, you know, kind of this long journey you've been on and you're falling out. I'm curious now just to kind of slightly shift gears. Like where, what are you currently working on? I know you said a little bit on the podcast, but yeah, I guess I'm trying to think like, how are you thinking about the next five to 10 years from, I guess this positive state now, like what's kind of like in your upcoming future? I know you can't predict it, but like, what are you excited about? these days and like what what's like your next chapter i guess i'm trying to think like are there any fears that come to your mind right now do you feel like a big roadblock's been so removed that you're kind of like enjoying the view like i'm curious like how are you thinking about the future now or the present the fears definitely come up it's an it's an evolution it's always a journey so like you know i'll make a new youtube video and i'll still be a little nervous to post it right so it's just constantly working on those fears and pushing through it and uh, the next chapter. So the most, the most exciting things for me are the podcast. I want to grow it. I want to, I want to publish more episodes. I want it to reach more people. I want it to inspire more people. The YouTube channel. I know that I want to grow that. I want to publish more videos on psychedelics. I feel like a lot of people are seeking that information and that education. And I feel like I can really provide a, a voice there. And then of course, the most exciting thing is the 1 billion humans mission. So, <laughs> so it's like, wow, let's get as many people as we can who are already on the vibe, who are working on themselves through plant medicine. Let's get them all together on the same day worldwide. And we all take shrooms or their plant medicine of choice, because some people prefer other plants. We all take the shrooms and we have a core group intention. And then we see what happens to the planet's energy. And then we do it again and we get a bigger group and then we do it again. And so hopefully my, my next step is I want to launch it and like really have the first trip uh, through the 1 billion humans website. I want to build a little community around it, a forum, a place where people can connect and yeah, stepping into, stepping into the most fearless version of myself, you know, and like I said, it's a constant evolution and Every time I do shrooms, Asma, the lessons never stop. You never get to a point where it's like you've done the work. No, there's always more. And I've learned to appreciate that. And I've learned to, in a way, it gives me comfort of like, oh, okay, there is no end to this game. You're always evolving. You're always growing. And the best thing you can do is just find ways to accelerate that. Because if you know you're going to grow anyway why wait 10 years to become mm -hmm. the best version of yourself when actually with enough help, enough support, enough inspiration and enough resources, you can get there quicker. There's no, there's no need to drag it out. You know, of course, everyone goes at their own pace. There's no, it's not a race, but at the same time, seize the day. You know, it's like, once you have the lesson, take the juice from it, like get the lesson and then keep evolving and keep keep growing as a human being. No, this makes sense. So I think in terms of like, if we're trying to 
guide people or direct people like, hey, like what would you suggest could be some small steps people can do or take to kind of lean into this? Maybe they're like, hey, I've heard about this. I'm curious about it enough. Like, but they're like, they don't want to take the full jump, right? Like, I guess kind of like how you moved to Bali, right? You didn't like just pack your bags one day. I had this dramatic exit. It, it took, it seems like a few small exposures and stuff like that where you had to like get yourself comfortable enough before you took the plug. What would be like some guidance or directions you'd say, hey, go start here and then take it from there. Like what would you suggest people do? Whatever you're scared of doing, lean into it. So take the smallest possible action step that is outside of your comfort zone. It's comfortable enough for you to do it. So if you're afraid of Let's say you're, you want to do YouTube, but you're afraid of putting yourself on YouTube, record a private video and publish it privately, like actually record an entire video, watch yourself back, maybe edit it if you need to edit it and then do 10 more of them, make them all private. By the 10th video, you're going to be so into you, you have leaned into your fear so much that the 11th video you go to yourself, you know what? I'm not scared of this anymore. I do want to publish this publicly. Mm-hmm. And, and then you do. And then the next, so it's like you will reach a point where what was scary to you is kind of boring. And now you want to challenge yourself more. And so when mm-hmm. people are afraid of something, usually it's because they're trying to jump too far straight away mm-hmm. and say, oh, I can never do this. Therefore, I won't do it at all. What I'm suggesting to anyone listening is if you're scared of it, but you want to do it, just take the smallest step and just do some, a little bit, something towards that direction. And you'll see, you'll feel so much fulfillment. You'll be like, wow, I did it. I recorded an entire video and it's private. That's okay. But I recorded it. I did the work. I put in the work. And then the next day you go, okay, let's do this again. This time I'm going to do it even better. The next day I'm going to do it even better. The, The fourth day. I'm ready to publish it, you know? Yeah, no, that sounds super good. It, it makes me just think like if you had some sort of like a way to like tell people like, hey, like take 10 attempts, like set a minimum, like, okay, five to 10 attempts if, without worrying about, like if you're worried about singing, sing privately or like five, 10 attempts or acting or even starting a business, like whatever it is. It does seem like <laughs> it's not like all or nothing type scenario. Like you can just gradually do it and just see how you feel before you feel like you need to like fully commit. It does seem like it's like almost like an identity thing. Like you're trying to like change your identity so quickly that it's like, no, you're not gonna, it's not gonna happen. So you need to like slowly like, Hey, maybe I'm a person who just reads, watches a video on how to make videos or, uh, yeah. et cetera. So that kind of, I mean, I'm kind of trying to do this with, you know, with my own stuff where I'm like, Oh, I want to do more you know, filming or uh, creative writing. And I have no idea. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I've, I've taken a film class. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to read a book on it or I'm watching some YouTube videos on it. So it's like, if that's like the smallest, I'm even taking even a smaller version of it because I've not even like made anything, but I'm like, okay, let me read about it. But, the, but I think, yeah, it, it does seem like good directional advice of like, hey, like just like keep doing things, exposure therapy, I guess, in some way. Yes. Yes. And eventually you do still need to take the leap. So I'm yeah. glad you brought up yeah. filmmaking because filmmaking was something I was super passionate about as well. And I had worked on a couple sets in Vancouver. I had helped other people with their short films. I helped other people with their music videos. But then when it came time to direct my own music video, which I did 
with Alicia Marie for Criminal Kid, amazing, amazing artist. And I still had to take that leap. Like I'd never, despite all the preparation and all the leaning in, at the end of the day, I still, I had, I had to step into the greatness, my own greatness. I had to step into the director chair and be like, okay, I'm the leader on the set. We're filming this. And so there's, there is, I would say you can lean in to a degree, which is great. And I'd absolutely recommend it, but there also needs to be that extra little bit of courage where you just go, okay, we are doing this and, and I am going to step into the greater, more confident version of myself. And we're going to find out. And if I fall flat on my face, it's all right. I can handle it. Yeah. I'd be curious, like, since you brought that up, like, what was it like taking that? Like you said, at, at some point, there is going to be like a gap. So if you're like climbing a, a hill, there's going to be like a cliff, a small cliff that you, okay, you need to actually jump on this now. Like, even though it's not like a, a huge ravine, it's like, okay, it's a small jump, but it's still within your, you've not jumped that far before, but it's like, okay. But yeah, I guess I'm curious, like, how were you feeling at the time? Were you like, okay, I've not done this, but I feel confident that I can do it. And I'm not sure if I could, like, but like, yeah, I'm curious, like, how are you framing it yourself at the time? And maybe since then, how have you looked back at that? What I do when I have to jump these cliffs is I over-prepare like crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I just... I just prepare as much, like so much that if I fail, well, at least I've done all the work I could have to prepare. <laughs> so I did this for the music video where I just like, I think for, for days and days, I would just plan all the locations and okay, how are we going to get from one location to another? And how is the light going to be there? And, and okay, how am I going to edit this in the end? And which shots do I want? And uh, we shot like, seven to 11 hours of footage for a three minute video like that's over preparing like by by a lot but yeah, i'm there's a ratio right there's like a ratio people follow like 20 yeah. to 1 or something like that i don't know where this landed on like like 10 to 1 like in like you over get footage just in case you need it <laughs> every film overshoots it's just the nature of of film you never you're always going to cut something but we definitely overshot, but you know what? I was happy about that because that's what I wanted. I wanted a lot of options in the edit and, and I knew that, you know, if in case something didn't work out in one location, we had footage from another and that there was always going to be options. So over, over preparing would be my answer. If you can just prepare, you will get that extra bit of confidence to make the jump. So the same thing happened with my first podcast episode with Jacob. I was so nervous to do this episode because it was the first one. And it was like, oh my God, if I, you know, here's the thing. You always kind of feel deep down. I can do this. I can, I can probably do this. But then there is the other side of you. That's like, but can I do this? What if I, what if I realize that I can do it? How devastating that would be. So there's always the two sides and, and you always know deep down what you can do. And I think that's the desires, that's the dreams of the heart that are calling to you. And, and so I knew I could do the podcast, but I also didn't know because I had never done it. And so I overprepared. I prepared for like literally weeks, I think, for this episode, not continuously, but like I would have this giant notes section where it had all the details of Jacob's life from birth until now. I, <laughs> I have your social security number here. I have everything. I have 
talk to you. Everything. I went through his insta entire Instagram looking for stories and tidbits that I could like source on the pod and all the questions that I could do. And then I started like, then there was too many questions. So I started cutting questions. And, and so it was a whole process, but all of it was necessary. All of it was good training. It's like, you know, going to the gym, but for the mind and going to the podcast gym. So I was going to the podcast gym for a few weeks. <laughs> and when I showed up at the first episode for Jacob, yes, I was super nervous, but then Within five minutes of the conversation, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is going well. I can do this. You always know within the first couple of minutes of like, okay, mm -hmm. this is going well, this is flowing. You feel the flow. And then then the footage came back from the studio. And I looked at the footage, sort of like this, like, uh, I don't know if I can see this. Like, this is what if it's bad? What if I thought the episode went so well? But then the footage is the truth. If the footage is good, then it's good. But what if my imagination made it seem well? So I look at the footage and I'm like, oh, it's actually really good. And then then that feeling of relief comes. And also that, that feeling of accomplishment where you go, I knew I could do this and I did it. And it's the same thing with the music video. I knew I could direct a music video and I did. And this is like, I feel like this is one of the ultimate experiences that I would love every listener to experience. You're skilled to do something, you prepare, you lean into it, you go ahead and do it, nervous, scared as fuck, and then you do it and you look back at yourself and you're looking at a new version of yourself. That you can literally from that moment on, you can say, I'm a podcast host. From that moment on, you can say, I'm a director. And that is the identity shift you're talking about. So the the shift can happen can happen internally but it's when you manifest it externally and you allow others to see you working and others to see you doing the work, it, it solidifies it. So, so I'm always very grateful with when the manifestation happens in real life, because even though I knew it deep down, it's so much better to actually know it on the outside as well. Yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. I think it's also great that you're like kind of emphasizing this part of like, it's not like, the, the, the terms are not like the, the answer. They're like the catalyst or like, they're the, the catalyst. I love that. I love that. What do you mean by that? Like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, right. It's like, even though you did this, right. It, things didn't change immediately, but you had something inside you that I clicked like, oh, you had some directions where you started focusing more on a certain area of your life, which you probably wouldn't have done or, or neglecting it. But the work still needed to get done, right? So it's like, like yeah. you had an insight, and then what you needed action to kind of really make that insight more, you know, real world. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you said it would have been internal to you the entire time. You need to, I guess, merge the two, right? It's like, it's like I'm imagining there's an internal world and there's an external world, and maybe the the pain that you feel it's like there's a disharmony between the two. They're not like oh uh, yeah. doing this. So this way, you're like your internal world started shifting, but now you need to like make the external world reflect your inner world. So I guess I'm trying to think that maybe that's where the tension comes from. So if those things are not in harmony, you're always going to feel that. But now you've had the internal world clicking. You're like, okay, now I just need to like project this outside. Oh, wow. I love which I love how you describe that. It's the pain you're describing. Yeah, it's between the vision that you know who you could be and the reality of who you are now. And which one is the truth? 
the truth is the vision that is actually possible for you. But if you don't do the work to bring yourself to the vision, then unfortunately the truth becomes who you are now. You stay stagnant, you stay who you are. So the beautiful thing with the mushrooms, I'm so, I love the word catalyst. That's amazing. I'm going to borrow that. So the mushrooms give you the vision of who you already know you are. They show you the, the most amazing version of Osmat that could be the more, most courageous, most confident, most in alignment. And then you come back down to earth and that's where the work begins. And, but because you've seen the vision and it was like crystallized by the mushrooms, it gives you that extra little bit of confidence. You're like, ooh, okay, the mushrooms agree with my vision. So therefore, I, ha I have not only myself supporting it, but also the mushrooms are supporting me. I know this might sound crazy to anyone listening, but it, it really feels like that. It's like, okay, I got a, this validation from the shrooms that my vision is not insane, that there is validity to it, that this dream I hold for myself and my heart, it can be true. And furthermore, they give you the homework. They're like, here are the next action steps. Do this, call this person, publish this video, write this blog post. They, they will always give you the next possible action step, at least in my experience. And, um, but I love that the tension between the vision and the reality. And that is maybe what made the manifestation so sweet. It's the moment of the convergence. Mm. I can imagine this. I mean, I, I haven't done this myself, but I'm imagining a person like who always wanted to speak on stage and they want it to be on stage. They want to be on stage and they have that vision and finally they're on stage. And it's like the melding of the, the vision and the 3d. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like the reinforcement or the reflection of your outer world and your inner world is like the same image like you're like oh i see this but then the mirror is showing you something else in the external world so you're like no i need i see something different so it does seem like doing this it's like it gives you it seems like it feels gives you clarity first before you take because you can take a lot of action right and not have any clue because sometimes action does lead to insight that's not that's also true so it's not like a one the way i guess i imagine it's like a circle like you could take a lot of action but you need clarity but if you got clarity it'll do this way so this sounds super uh you know amazing to do and it seems like everybody <laughs> should do it so i guess if you had to like if people are interested in pursuing this path like what would you suggest if someone wants to lean into this path like yeah i want to explore psychedelics a little bit more and i don't know where to get started or i have fears and all this stuff i feel like i have a sense of what you'll say given what we've been talking about fears in general but like what would you suggest people take as a first small step to lean into like hey if you want to explore this what i've we've discussed it today. Here's what I suggest you start with. If they want to explore psychedelics specifically, I would say start with mushrooms. They're the friendliest psychedelics from everything else. I feel like they're the safest, the friendliest. Start with a very low dose. Although if you do too low, you might not feel it. So I, I'd say one gram is probably a good dose for almost anyone. If, if you have more body weight, you might need more just because, you know, the, the density. So one gram, watch my video on the eight things you need to know before a first trip. I think that's really helpful. I go into detail on like all the things that one should prepare before a trip. I can list some of them here. For example, intention, go into it with a very clear intention. 
could be general, like I want to learn, I'm a student, I'm here to learn. That's like, or like show me what I most need to know. That's another easy one. You could also go with a specific intention. Like if you have some specific trauma, some specific wound, you can go, I really want to work on this. I want to work on my relationship with this person on this trip. So intention is key. Environment is absolutely key. You want to be in the safest possible environment. If it's your absolute first time, try to find a friend, someone close to you that has experience with mushrooms and maybe they can trip sit for you. I think that's super helpful. Environment. Music is important to me. I always like to have a nice background mix. It keeps me grounded. Environment, intention, people. So if you are going to do it with someone, make sure it's really good energies. No one that you have complicated relationship with. Don't do it with your mother-in-law. It's not a good idea. Don't do it with your ex. Don't do it with your friend who you like, but you don't really like them, but you kind of like them. Like, no, because all of that is going to float up. It's going to come out. <laughs> it's going to come out and it's going to be not, a. it's going to be a rough ride. I think most bad trips and I, they're not really bad, but they can be rough. Let's say most, most rough trips are due to environment or people. So if you just get those two things, right, you're pretty much golden, good environment, good people, or you're alone in a safe environment. That's the way to do it. And just do some research, do some education, read on first time trip advice on line on Reddit, on my videos, I provided and leap into the abyss see what happens no that sounds super good yeah i guess if as we're i guess we'll close this out uh in this way but what is two questions one will just watch it i'll do three questions because what i was curious about one are there any specific resources or authors or thought leaders that you think would be good for people to like check out if, if nothing comes out that's fine too maybe a, a good reddit search is good but i was just curious like is there any author or podcast or resource that you found particularly like, yeah, this is the one to read to get started with. Like if someone has like zero information on this. Well, I have not read this person's book, but I've heard so much good stuff about it. How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan seems yeah. to come up a lot. Like, to be honest, I just, my mantra is I'm just going to do trips. I'm not going to read about this. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I tend not to read books about it. Although I, I like reading spiritual texts. I like reading... A lot of the things I see in the spiritual texts, they resonate to me on what I see on shrooms. So I, if I'm reading something, it's usually for the spiritual aspect, not the chemical scientific aspect mm -hmm. of shrooms. But if someone needs a scientific or history or cultural background, I, I heard Michael Pollan's work is amazing. And then also, I really like Aubrey Marcus's podcast. You know, this is someone who has a lot of integrity around plant medicine and has gone deep into plant medicine, into ayahuasca, into mushrooms. A lot of his podcasts touch on that. So I would recommend that. And then of course my podcast, which, which is going to have lots of guests around psychedelics so they can check that out as well. Yeah, no, that sounds super good. Yeah. I think, uh, those are all great resources. So the uh, one other, the other question I had, the rapid fire one, you said this early on was like, you made a dream list of podcast guests. I was just curious, like, <laughs> who is on that list? Who is like your whale on a on a podcast guest to have? Well, I would love Aubrey Marcus on the pod. I think that would be an epic conversation. I also love this 
this guy called Robert Edward Grant. He's this fascinating polymath who goes to the Egyptian pyramids and studies numerology and like connects with aliens. And it's just fascinating, dude. And yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some dream guests that I would love, but let's, let's leave it to Aubrey Marcus and Robert Edward Grant. Yeah, there you go. Let's, let's put that intention out there. Uh, no, that makes sense. And I guess the, maybe the last question or would be more on like any parting words or thoughts or any like message that you want to kind of summarize people like, Hey, consider this or think about something, whatever comes to your mind, like any parting thoughts, intentions or feelings you want to impart on the listeners? Yeah. You know, if there's one thing that mushrooms have taught me, it's that when you trip on mushrooms, there's an arc to the trip. So sometimes it starts off a little rough. You kind of find your wings, then you're soaring, then you're gliding, then you're having fun. Then there's a dip and you're like, oh my God, am I going to fall down? And then, then you find your way again and then you kind of soar again. And then you gently, like a feather, land on ground on, on planet Earth. And what it taught me is life is the same way. Life is just one big trip. So when you're experiencing hardship in life, and you're experiencing dips and lows and depression and, and and it's hard and it's rough. Just remember that it's not forever. There's a trip, there's an arc to your life as well. And it's never going to just stay exactly the same for years on end. There will be highs and lows. And when there's lows, you you try to find your wings and you work through it and you find the resources and the help you need. And part of the resources is psychedelics i feel like a lot of people could be helped with their struggle in life through psychedelic therapy just doing it themselves they will get so much insights and so much wisdom on how they can improve their situation so i would say as parting words remember that life is just one big trip and and that you're in it for the ride and and sometimes it's a little rough but keep the faith don't let the don't let the roughness destroy your spirit you know just remember that it's all gonna work out in the end I think that's a, a wonderful reminder to don't let the roughness uh you know beat down your spirit I think that's a, a wonderful tension uh yeah I think that's it uh on our call for the Osla James Dander show we'll leave all the links in the show notes guys This episode is sponsored by magicmush.ca. If you're looking for an online dispensary for magic mushrooms, mushroom chocolate, and other high-quality psychedelic products, head over to magicmush.ca and use the promo code JAMES to get 25% off. Thank you for listening, and have a beautiful trip. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you learned something today, and I hope this episode helped you in your psychedelic and spiritual journey. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy my other podcast, The James Zander Trip, where every week I bring a fascinating guest onto the podcast to dive into psychedelics, mindset, and spirituality. Search for The James Zander Trip on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or visit jameszandertrip.com. I recommend listening to the first episode where I dive into ayahuasca with my friend Jacob and his wild experiences on psychedelics. 
And if you want to stay connected with me, join my free newsletter at jamesandertrip.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, you might enjoy my brand new audio course, Unlock God Mode. Unlock God Mode is a four-week experience where every day you'll get a 15-minute audio lesson that gives you frameworks, tools, and perspectives to upgrade your relationship with life. In the same way that mushrooms give you insights that help you up-level in the video game of life, I designed this course to do the same thing for you. I've compiled every lesson that I learned through psychedelics, through meditation, through my spiritual work, through life. I've put my best tools in this course so that no matter who you are, if you choose to go on this adventure with me, you're going to learn some amazing frameworks. You're going to learn to see life with new eyes. You will improve your relationship with life. And by extension, your life will improve. If you're interested in more details, go to jameszander.com slash godmode or use the link in the show notes. Use the promo code SHROOMS for a special discount. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I deeply appreciate you. Feel free to reach out to me through my newsletter. Go to jameszander.com to sign up. I'd love to connect.